Hi, and welcome to That's Ruddy Mysterious, a podcast of short tales about true mysteries. What happened to the Flannan Isles Lightkeepers? Who was responsible for the Gardner Museum heist? I'm not going to solve those mysteries, but they'll be interesting to learn about. I'm your host, Kelly with an I. Transcripts for all episodes can be found at thatsruddymysterious.wordpress.com. No apostrophe and no exclamation point. Today's tale is about Harry Houdini's mirror handcuffs. Harry Houdini once said, it's not the trick, it's the magician. As one of the most famous escape artists and magicians to ever live, he would have known. In 1904, he put on quite the show. Harry Houdini was born Eric Weiss in Hungary on March 24, 1874. He changed his name to Harry Houdini because he was inspired in his work by French conjurer John Eugene Robert Houdini. He died at age 52 on October 31, 1926. Houdini wore many hats. He was a magician, escapologist, stunt performer, spiritualist skeptic, spiritualist investigator, film producer, and actor. In 1894, Houdini married Wilhelmina Beatrice Rahner, also known as Bess. She was also a performer and became his stage assistant. In 1904, Harry began issuing a challenge to his audiences. He dared any audience member to bring him a set of handcuffs from which he would escape. In March of 1904, the Daily Illustrated Mirror newspaper met his challenge. The newspaper had had a special set of handcuffs produced, which were said to be completely unpickable. In fact, it was declared by the paper that no mortal could pick them. The handcuffs took five years to manufacture. The newspaper commissioned them from a Birmingham blacksmith, and there was only one key. The handcuffs had one long lock at the bottom with two loops on top, which were molded together. The handcuffs were built using a Brahma lock, which is very complex and has many tumblers. The key to the lock was six inches long. Houdini accepted the challenge and it was scheduled for March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. On the day of the challenge, 4,000 people showed up to witness the escape. In the audience were 100 journalists. The representative from the Daily Illustrated Mirror, Frank Parker, presented the handcuffs to the crowd to show that they were real. Houdini was locked into them and said, ladies and gentlemen, I am now locked up in a handcuff that has taken a British mechanic five years to make. I do not know whether I am going to get out of it or not, but I can assure you that I am going to do my best. Houdini then went behind a curtain, which he called the ghost house, to begin his escape. 22 minutes later, Houdini stuck his head out from behind the curtain to cheers from the crowd. They thought he'd escaped. However, he was just trying to get a better look at the handcuffs. 35 minutes after entering the ghost house, Houdini again stuck his head out, again to cheers from the audience. He declared that his knees hurt. Not wanting to submit Houdini to any torture, Frank Parker had a pillow brought out for Houdini's knees. Some say the pillow had a key secreted inside of it. The crowd was beginning to think Houdini may never escape when 55 minutes after entering the ghost house, Houdini again stuck his head out. He asked Frank Parker, will you remove the handcuffs for a moment in order that I may take my coat off? To this, Frank Parker had to say no. 
Houdini had seen the handcuffs put on, but to this point had not seen them unlocked. Frank Parker could not allow Houdini to see how they worked. He responded, I am indeed sorry to disoblige you, Mr. Houdini, but I cannot unlock those cuffs unless you admit you are defeated. Harry Houdini needed the jacket removed, so he maneuvered to reach a penknife from his pocket. He pulled it out and cut himself out of the jacket using his teeth and the penknife. At this time, Houdini's wife also came onto the stage to give Houdini a kiss. Some believe she had the key in her mouth and slipped it to Houdini at this time. She also brought him a glass of water, which some believe had the key hidden inside. One hour and ten minutes after Houdini entered the ghost house, he appeared from behind the curtain victorious, to much celebration by the audience. He was carried aloft on the audience's shoulders, and he cried, saying this was the hardest escape of his career. After Houdini's escape from the mirror handcuffs, he sent a telegram to the mirror editors, saying, Allow me to thank you for the open and upright manner in which your representative treated me in today's contest. Must say that it was one of the hardest, but at the same time one of the fairest tests I ever had. After Harry Houdini's death in 1926, his friend Martin Beck was quoted in Will Goldston's book, Sensational Tales of Mystery Men, that Houdini was unable to escape the handcuffs and that he asked his wife for help. Goldston asserts that Bess begged Frank Parker for help and that she then slipped Houdini the key to the handcuffs in the water that she brought him. There are a couple of problems with this theory. First, the key was six inches long, too long to be concealed in a glass of water. Second, Frank Parker showed no intentions of helping Houdini escape. Why would he have allowed Houdini's wife to help him? Goldston also offers no proof of his claim. Many people claim that Harry Houdini received some help to escape from the mirror handcuffs. Some say Houdini's wife slipped him the key, while others claim it was Frank Parker who gave Houdini the key in the pillow that Parker gave Houdini for his knees. Some people think that Harry Houdini set the whole thing up. Houdini was seen visiting the editor of the Daily Illustrated Mirror at the editor's home, and they believe that Houdini set the whole thing up with the editor at this time. They believe he commissioned the handcuffs on his own. Some evidence today suggests that Harry Houdini set the whole thing up and that it was all for show. The television show Mysteries at the Museum conducted an interview with Dorothy Dietrich of the Scranton Houdini Museum. This museum has a replica of the handcuffs and key. She says there is evidence that Houdini commissioned the handcuffs on his own. Ian McCall made a replica of the mirror handcuffs. They are currently housed at the Houdini Museum of New York. Roger Dreyer, who works at that museum, says he bought a duplicate key for the handcuffs. This suggests that maybe there were originally two keys made, not just one. However, David Copperfield tried the duplicate key and said it didn't work to unlock the handcuffs. Before Houdini's death in 1926, he told his wife that he would come back with a message for her. So she began yearly seances. They continue to this day. Harry Houdini spent much of his life trying to disprove spiritualists, so I'm not sure he would approve. Who commissioned the mirror handcuffs? Was it Harry Houdini himself? Was there a duplicate key made when the handcuffs were commissioned? Was the whole thing a big show, or did Harry Houdini really spend over an hour trying to escape from the handcuffs? What do you think?
If you're listening on Spotify, scroll down and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening to today's episode of That's Ruddy Mysterious. I'm your host, Kelly with an I. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review and follow That's Ruddy Mysterious to be updated about new episodes. Tune in next Tuesday for another thought-provoking tale.